What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatoito Boxing Show. And uh, what a day. What a day and what a weekend that, that we're awaiting here. Uh, so far, uh, we had uh, Deontay Wilder make weight and show up at a lighter weight since 2018, I think, when he first stepped into the ring uh, against Tyson Fury. I think he was like 211 or 212 back then. He just weighed in earlier today at 214 against a Robert Hellenius who came in at 253. The co-main event is one that I'm really, really looking forward to. The co-main event is none other than a super middleweight fight between Caleb Plant and Anthony Durrell. Anthony Durrell is coming off a, uh, a TKO victory over Marcos Hernandez. Caleb Plant is coming off a loss to one Saul Canelo Alvarez, which took place last November. Caleb Plant is going to be back in action. Anthony Durrell uh, is going to be back in action. He's been uh, working his comeback for a while now. And this fight between these two is very, very intriguing to me, more so than the main event, even though I'm looking forward to seeing Deontay Wilder back in action. Um, the intriguing part about this co-main event is that they have deemed it a WBC title eliminator fight, which means what? The winner will be more than likely in line for a David Benavides fight who holds the WBC interim title right now. The winner of this should be nicely met and set up against a David Benavides, and the winner of that fight would more than likely be knocking on the door of the undisputed king, Canelo Alvarez. Now, with that said, we have the main event, the main event between Deontay Wilder. Uh, and then before I jump into Wilder, Caleb Plant and Anthony Durrell both made weight. Both came in lighter than the 168 pounds without any issues. A lot of back and forth, a lot of disdain between these two fighters. Anthony Durrell basically told Caleb Plant that he hates him. That he hates his style. He thinks he's cocky. He can't stand them, this and that. And Caleb Plant is, uh, is not having it. He's not putting up with it. He's not having it. And he's not really engaging it either. So that's a really, really, really cool thing uh, at, uh, between these two fighters that, that we're seeing some disdain there because it only elevates the level of uh, and the magnitude for this fight. And if anything, this could be a main event of its own, but as a co-main event, it serves nicely. It's coming in nicely and serving nicely for a Deontay Wilder, Hellenius main event. Deontay Wilder, and then I'm jumping a lot here, but Anthony Durrell is going to be coming in with the record of 34, 2, and 2. 34 wins, 2 losses, 2 draws. One of those losses was a stoppage loss uh, that he suffered against David Benavides, uh, and that was back in 2019. He has the two draws, one draw against Kyron Davis. That happened in 2021 in his first comeback fight since the knockout loss to David Benavides, uh, just about a year and a half to two years. Well, yeah, just under the two year later mark from the David Benavides loss. The other draw came in 2013 against Sakyo Bika. He had two fights back to back against Sakyo Bika. 
he had the draw, uh, which was a split decision draw. And then he faced Akiobika right back, uh, which was what about seven, eight months later. And he ended up beating Sakyobika by unanimous decision. Sakyobika, of course, was one of the top contenders, um, back in the, uh, in the early, uh, teens of, of the 20 of the 2000 era, I guess I could say. Um, very good resume on behalf of Anthony Durrell. Very good fighter. The dog, Anthony Durrell, 34, 2 and 2 with 25 knockouts to his credit. And one of those two defeats came, uh, as a knockout loss at the hands of David Benavides. Now, Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant coming off a loss to Saul Alvarez where he got stopped. And that's the only loss he has on his record. One loss, one stop. Uh, he was stopped by Canelo Alvarez, of course, in the 11th round. If you remember that fight last November, he has a decent resume as well. Um, was the IBF champ for quite a while at 168 until he relinquished that title to Alvarez and gave Alvarez that final piece to the puzzle of the undisputed uh, title. Uh, 21 and 1 is Caleb Plant's current record. 12 knockouts to his credit. Good boxing. Uh, very good boxing on his behalf. Uh, Good hands, good footwork, and he proved it against Saul Alvarez. He proved it. I so does Anthony Durrell. Anthony Durrell has a really good pedigree uh, that that he's bringing with them. Very good pedigree, both him and his brother. Great, great fighters, great boxers. Uh, so it's going to be very intriguing. If this is a boxing match, it's going to be one of the best boxing matches this year, hands down. I anticipate that if this is a boxing match, both of them deliver quickly. Both of them have good power behind those punches. And, um, and I'm, I'm leaning towards Caleb Plant because he's a younger, in my eyes, he's a younger of the, of the two fighters as far as resume goes. He's taken the least amount of damage. In my opinion, he's, uh, he's 30 years of age at the moment and age is not so much in boxing years. Um, 30 is somewhat old because he's definitely not in his, not in his peak prime, but he's still, uh, in his prime right now, Caleb Plant, but he is 30 years old. He's not a 25, 26 year old. He's 30 years old, but Anthony Durrell is 38 years old. Anthony Durrell is both older, not just by age, but by resume. He's taken a lot more punches, a lot more damage. He's taken a lot of long layoffs also. And, uh, and so nonetheless, experience is something that Anthony Durrell brings with them and, and Caleb Plant, the best experience he he just recently got was being in a fight against one of the absolute best in the world, and that was Canelo Alvarez. So it it's it's a 60-40, maybe 70-30 fight as I'm seeing it right now for Caleb Plant. I'm leaning for Caleb Plant to be able to pull this victory out. I don't know how it's gonna come, but more than likely it'll be a decision. Uh, a decision victory for Caleb Plant. I don't think it's going to be one-sided, but I do think that Caleb Plant uh, has all the tools to be able to stop Anthony Durrell. All right, let's jump into Deontay Wilder and Robert Hellenius because I was skipping quite a bit and fumbling a little bit. Just ready to talk about this heavyweight fight because Deontay Wilder is making his comeback, his long-awaited comeback, and against none other than Robert Hellenius. Now, Robert Hellenius, the Nordic nightmare, uh, is on a, a three-fight win streak at the moment. But Robert Hellenius has three losses to his record, and two of those three losses uh, have been knockouts. 
He was knocked out by Gerald Washington in his the last defeat before he amassed that three-fight win streak. He was knocked out in the eighth round. It was a 10-round fight, and he was knocked out in the eighth round by Gerald Washington. Gerald Washington is a former victim of Deontay Wilder, someone who was stopped by Deontay Wilder. He lost a unanimous decision, uh, lost to Dillian White, and Johan Duhapis du- 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 uh, knocked out Hellenius in the sixth round of a 12-round fight, and that was back in 2016. So 2019 was his last loss, and that was against Gerald Washington. From there, he ended up being Mateus Osorio uh, and Adam uh, Kaunaki, Kaunaki uh, in back-to-back fights March of 2020 and October of 2021, where he stopped uh, he stopped Konaki. It was a TKO victory for, for, um, Hellenius in 2020. And yes, he downed them in round four. And, and then the rematch was actually in the, uh, on the undercard of, of Wilder and Fury. That night, I believe it was a third fight between between the two, but I will, let me check this real quick, because I don't like to give you guys, give you guys wrong info, but that was October 9th of 21, and, uh, and yeah, October 9th of 21, that card, that night, that was the, uh, that was at the T-Mobile Arena, so it was a co-main event, Robert Hellenius and Adam Kanaki, uh, that was a co-main event to Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3. Robert Hellenius is stepping into the ring with a 31-3 and record. Two of those three losses came by the way of knockout, where he was stopped. Now, out of his 31 victories, he has 20 knockouts to his credit. He possesses power. He does possess power. Now, he is a right-hand puncher, and the power is in that right hand. He usually boxes with the 1-2. And we're gonna we're gonna break down this fight here a little bit. Deontay Wilder stepping into the ring with a 42-2-1 record, with 41 of the 42 victories have come by the way of knockout. So he stopped 41 of his 42 prior opponents. The two losses are have both come at the hands of Tyson Fury. Both losses knockout losses the 2020 rematch with Tyson Fury the first one if you remember that one draw all three of those blemishes on Deontay Wilder's record are all there because of one man the one draw was the first fight between him and Tyson Fury and that was a split decision draw where somehow miraculously Tyson Fury answered the bell uh, down the stretch and managed to get back on his feet and ended up fighting to a draw. The rematch happened in February of 2020. And Tyson Fury stops Deontay Wilder in the seventh round. Then the trilogy happens about a year and a half later, just over a year and a half later. And that's where we were just talking about Robert Hellenius and Adam Kanaki having their rematch on as the co-main event of the trilogy fight between Wilder and Fury. Now, that trilogy fight was another sure shot classic. It was an instant classic. 
both the first fight and the third fight were instant classics. The second one, uh, the, which was the rematch, was a one, one-sided showing by Tyson Fury. Now, when you see this, all blemishes on Deontay Wilder's record, all three blemishes, the two losses and the one draw, are all at the hands of Tyson Fury. From there on, he's basically perfect. 42 victories, 41 knockouts. To his credit, he's gotten back lighter to where he used to find success. Uh, and he weighed in today at 214 pounds to Robert Hellenius' 253. Robert Hellenius has been stopped twice. Robert Hellenius was also and uh, is also a former sparring partner and helped Deontay Wilder prepare for Tyson Fury. So these guys know each other already. They know each other fairly well. They've sparred numerous rounds against one another. And now they're going to get to share the ring in a professional setting. Uh, Robert Hellenius possesses that one-two. He inches close, close, close to his uh, opponents. He continues to inch forward, inch forward, inch forward to be able to land his one-two, usually starting with the left, and throws that power right. But more often than not, Robert Hellenius finds himself on the back foot. He inches forward to throw his one-two when the opponent uh, returns his attack. Robert Hellenius is usually on his back foot, and more often than not throughout his fights, he's finding himself walking backwards. That's how Gerald Washington found success with them. Deontay Wilder doesn't do that. Deontay Wilder, you could criticize and you could make bets against his footwork. You can make bets against his stamina. You can make bets against his boxing ability or his defense, but you have a sure shot uh, moneymaker whenever you put money uh, and coin coin your bet on his power. You cannot bet against Deontay Wilder's power. If he lands, he's going to knock out Robert Hellenius, and he's going to land. So it's a matter of when he lands. He was able to drop Tyson Fury. He's dropped Tyson Fury multiple times. Tyson Fury's just a better boxer, and he managed to get up and survive and then outbox Deontay Wilder to the point where he stopped them in the second fight, and then he stopped them in the third fight late down the stretch. But he's been hurt by Deontay Wilder. Wilder will find a way to land his punch, and when he lands that right hand, he's going to knock out Robert Hellenius. I see Deontay Wilder getting back to the win column, and I see him stopping Robert Hellenius somewhere around the middle rounds of the fight, maybe between the fifth and seventh round. I'll even stretch it to the fifth and eighth round. Robert Hellenius possesses power. The fact that they know each other and the fact that they have, they've shared rounds or several rounds, um, between the two means that it's going to take them a little longer to develop. And I see the fight starting to develop around round three, round four, and then Deontay Wilder will be landing some, some heavy leather on him. That's not to say that Hellenius doesn't. Hellenius is very dangerous on his back foot because he possesses power while he's walking backwards and has caught his opponents with uppercuts or with looping, with looping punches, whether it's a left or a right. Deontay Wilder comes forward. Deontay Wilder takes the fight to his opponents. So defense, footwork, all that's not going to be an issue here because Robert Hellenius is not Tyson Fury. Robert Hellenius is very flat-footed, as is Deontay Wilder. Robert Hellenius inches forward and tends to walk backward immediately to get out of the danger zone, uh, whereas Deontay Wilder, that's when he capitalizes. When the opponents are moving backwards, he usually lunges forward and throws his power at will. That's how I see the fight playing out. Hellenius is going to inch forward. And the moment that Wilder throws something, he's going to start inching backwards. And that's when 
Deontay Wilder is going to start lunging forward and trying to land that big bomb and that, that finishing touch. I see Deontay Wilder getting back to the wing column. I see Deontay Wilder stopping Robert Hellenius uh, in his tracks. What's the questions here? Um, the fact that Deontay Wilder uh, was already was already stating and uh, and in the mindset of wanting to call it a day after that trilogy fight with Tyson Fury, he was all he made several comments and several reports came out where he was already considering retirement. So this is the second showing of Deontay Wilder, and we're going to see what's left in his tank, how much Deontay Wilder is still there, how committed he is to boxing. And um, and he's talking that he's back in and he's trying to go after those titles. But one thing's a talk. We'll see how he performs. Uh, if he's going to be punch shy or trigger shy or anything like that, I don't think it's going to be a factor. I think once he gets in there, he's going to perform and he's going to perform well. But that's the question looming right now on the side of Deontay Wilder. If he still, if he still has that hunger, if he still has it in him, and uh, because he was already contemplating retirement, Robert Hellenius is in a completely different mindset. Even though he's lost, lost before, he doesn't care. He's of a mindset that he wants to be the first fighter out of Finland to become a heavyweight champion. Not a single Finnish fighter has been a heavyweight champion in the, of the world, and he wants to be the first. So he's fully committed and fully coming for Deontay Wilder. He's put those losses behind him, and he just continues fighting. And that mindset is fully committed and fully going forward. It's it's hard to teach that. That's just internal. So that's where the two mindsets differ here of the fighter stepping into the ring. Robert Hellenius gives himself every shot. Whereas Deontay Wilder might check out if he starts getting hurt or if Robert Hellenius lands something strong uh, that brings those flashbacks to Wilder during the fight, we might see another stoppage victory for Hellenius. Very slim chance, but this is heavyweight boxing. And heavyweight boxing is the only division where if if that statement of one punch could change the entire outcome is ever so true in boxing... It's even more meaningful and even more true in the heavyweight division because these are heavy-handed giants going at one, at one another and throwing concrete punches, iron punches, hammers down on each other. And uh, yes, one punch can change the outcome. Robert Hellenius has the power and he has that one-two that if he lands it on the button, he could definitely drop and possibly stop Deontay Wilder, but he doesn't possess the Bronze Bombers type power. So I see the Bronze Bomber getting back to the win column and coming out with a victory. Of course, the other the other fight that's taking place this weekend, there's two other big fights taking place this weekend, Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall. We have the co-main event there um, and and the, uh, the showcase being shared by Michaela Mayer against uh, Alicia Baumgartner. That fight's happening out in the UK. And then... The big undisputed lightweight rematch between Devin Haney and George Cambosos. That fight's taking place in Australia once again, and uh, and we're awaiting the uh, the weigh-in between these two. So it should be happening later today, and uh, and I'm glad I was able to do this preview episode here for you guys. I will catch you all on the recap episode of the Wilder Hellenius and Caleb Plant uh, Anthony Durrell episode. So big weekend. Enjoy the weekend. I hope you guys are surrounded by loved ones and friends. And if you're not, then accompany yourself with a good drink, find a good scotch, a good cigar, and enjoy the fights. I will be watching and I will be bringing you the recap episodes of every one of the main events this coming weekend. Tune in to Wilder Hellenius. 
plant and, uh, and Durrell and, uh, and I'll catch you on the other side. Have a good one. Salute.